Hey, everybody. Hey, <laughs> Jesus. guys. Welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast. Well, that's how it's supposed to be said, Neil. That's how, uh, but it's it hurts my throat too much to do it like that. So episode 113. Hope everybody's been uh, enjoying. Hope everybody enjoyed Susie Moon last week. I know we enjoyed talking to her. Yep, we did. So, of course, I'm Tom. That's Neil. You here? Hello, everybody. Hello, Neil. <laughs> there you go. Hey, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, we... Uh, boy, I forgot where... I totally forgot where I was going. You can find us at... <laughs> do you remember we have a guest? <laughs> you can find us at Punk Till I Die Podcast on Facebook or Punk Till I Die 77 at Gmail. Don't yep. be a stranger. And that's for and stickers. stickers. We got we got stickers still, still right? Stickers. I'm not yep. a ton, but I still have some. So, shoot us your, your, mail, your uh, mailing address and I'll send you some stickers. Hey, and folks, free, too. Free and, of cost. Yeah, free of, free of cost for the stickers. And I think we're going to do another round of T-shirts. So, if people right. are interested, oh, cool. if people are interested in T-shirts... Um, email in or write into the Facebook group or whatever and tell us what size you are because if there's no interest, I'm not going to do them. Maybe we should do a pre-order, Neil. Maybe we could not lose money on this next batch. Yeah, I think we Being the yeah. entrepreneurial geniuses that we are. Yeah, true enough, true enough, yeah. But anyway, so yeah, we do have a guest today. And, you know, it, it's funny because he's a guest and he's not a guest. He's actually making his third appearance. Yeah, record. And uh, he's, he's more like a, just – come to hang out with us and every year we get together at the end of the year and talk about our favorite records but we at the end of last year we're like well let's do it in the middle of the year too so here, here we are for our mid-year rundown my old punk news pal ricky frankel how you doing ricky you know i'm i'm kind of shocked because i didn't realize i was gonna be in peewee's playhouse <laughs> yeah, I didn't either. To the, I didn't. I didn't know either. <laughs> just because I'm just because I'm masturbating right now doesn't mean this is Pee-wee's Playhouse. <laughs> um, uh, do people no, guys, even remember uh, that? Uh, a, I mean, I hope you guys get that reference. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, we're pulling for Pee-wee. Uh, well, guys, thanks so much for having me on again. I was. I'm. I'm. I, this. You know me. This is my favorite kind of conversation. So uh, on on you know, when I was on the Punk News podcast. So. Um, it's great to be back. You guys have been killing it uh, with your other episodes, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to to doing the rundown t- uh, today. Well, thanks, man. I do feel like we're hitting our stride. <laughs> if you want to listen to a thriving, fun podcast, this is it. Also, I wasn't aware. If you want something that's different than that? I'm sure you can find it elsewhere. <laughs> also, What's... I wasn't. I wasn't aware that there were stickers. I want stickers. Ricky, give me your address after we're done. I'll send you some. Stickers. <laughs> yep. Cool. I'll send you some flexies too. You like flexies? I got like yeah. We got a, we got a boatload of flexies. Hey, listen, I, 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 I need to I do was... like a flexi giveaway, like yeah. a, like a you know. I have listen. I have plenty too. Like uh, I was on the, uh, uh, I was on the. Ta- I, I got you know, I got plenty from uh, Pirates Press and uh, and others. Yep. You know? I got I got tons of them from Pirates Press. I got a ton of them from uh, New Noise. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I just I even just ordered Neil. I I ordered that uh, the New Rochelle's Animal Boy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. LP, which is beautiful, like a blue and clear swirl. Came with a flexi. <laughs> of what, though? Of what? Of the New Rochelle uh, or something a else? songs from the records. It was uh, My Brain is Hanging Upside Down and I can't remember. Just a couple songs from the Now, record. do you guys ever, ever play the flexis or do you just put them in the back of your collection like I do? I have them in a sack, dude. You know, like the plastic grocery bags you get when you go to the store, <laughs> the little tiny ones you use to line your garbage cans? I have yep. them in that. Okay. I have, I have a sack. My, I think I, it depends on which ones they are. Um... A lot of them are. I actually keep the new noise ones with the ma- with the magazines in the mm-hmm. like in the plastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, then like a lot of the other, it depends on what they are too. Like I have some Fat Records ones from like a, a a little collection that I keep like really safe in a box. And then there's some from like 
uh, I guess pirates press that are, you know, I've got, I have like, a, you know, two or three of, so they're just kind of put all together in some like seven inch, uh, mailer. Are, are you a, are you a disguise guy, Ricky, or not really? Uh, more, more and more so. Yeah. I'm, I'm every time I get something new, I'll, I, I I'll add it to my like collection, but like, I am so behind when it comes ah. to my older stuff that, um, yeah. Do you uh, sell but, or do you just buy? I have one thing up for sale, but it'll probably never sell. Um, uh, Is it like I a punk used mixtape for like eight hundred bucks? <laughs> no, no. So I mean, do you? I mean, I can go into this. It's a, it's a kind of a long story, but um, uh, hey, what else dad... do you have a time? <laughs> so uh, I mean, if you want me to go into it, so yep. one day, so my dad used to believe it or not was a uh, he managed a band called the Trend out here, um, okay. and ba- back in the seventies, they opened for bands like. Uh, like you know, pop bands like Sean, like I think it was Shanana or something like that. Like Good old Shanana, yeah, know them very well. Yeah, they were so like the, a fifties throwback band, but yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so they they would they this band played the L.A. circuit and they did like one EP. Um, and I go down to this awesome uh, record store called Radiation Records in Fullerton, and I see the EP on the on the wall for a hundred bucks, <laughs> and I I go, what is going on here? And so. And I see on Discogs, it's actually been selling for like, you know, 50 to 75 in the, at least in the high ranges. And I, I tell my, I tell my dad this and he goes, uh, you know, I have a signed one. I go of the whole band and, you know, some of the members have passed on, some of are not even in the state anymore. And so I have one on Discogs for like a thousand dollars because it's the only signed copy of the album in existence. So if it happens, awesome. If it doesn't, that's totally okay. Um, he's, but, so he's got it up for a thousand, but he'll take 50. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but that's, but since it's the only signed one in existence, I thought I'd just try it. And then my, my and so I just said, oh, all right, well, if I, if I sell it, we'll split it. And my dad goes, all right, fine. So, um, so that's, that's the only thing. The band's called The Trend, if I didn't say before. But, so um, if you sell that for a thousand dollars, then we'll yeah. see a punk rock bowling. Yeah, come on, come on, yeah, Ricky. That's, that's not that's not out of the question if that happens. <laughs> All right. Or, yeah. It's funny, you know. I never get to L.A. I never ever get to L.A. Um, but I get to Vegas once in a while, and one of these days I hope Ricky and I can meet up. But Neil was in L.A., and you guys did not get a chance to hook up. No, it was, it was a shame. It was a shame if my work hadn't actually been so intense. I was actually going to take a bit more time. I was going to take an extra couple of days at the end of the trip and try and hook up with Ricky because he'd said he'd take me record shop into Amoeba and stuff, yeah. which would have been excellent. But it just it, it just didn't work out. And at the same time, like Neil chose like the most in terms of, like family events for me the most busy week weekend of the year because um not only it was like my parents anniversary uh mother's day had just happened and then also like uh my brother and sister are twins so we had to do double the birthday celebration and so that was all happening that weekend and uh yeah but you know what you see your family all the time ricky you rarely ever get to hang out with liverpool meal <laughs> yeah you could have invited me to the that's birthday the kind of thing that's gonna haunt you on your deathbed <laughs> if, like, I, man, listen, I had a chance <laughs> if neil if neil was able to do anything the following week i would have you know um, we were trying to make it work the entire time and um yeah, we, were we were. do yeah we wanted to do amoeba we could have done um uh, radiation and uh uh headline records i mean but you know what listen there's always there's there's always next time um exactly. it was just we just couldn't 
get a time down. I absolutely wanted to. Well, I, I have a, I have a feeling that client is actually going to ask me back out again because I got on super well with those guys. So I could see them asking me back out. So you know, this might uh, this might happen again. Well, maybe I'll be your plus. I'll be your plus one, Neil. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm telling you, I'll, we could do some serious. We could do some serious damage doing the, all the record shops in, in oh, LA and Southern shit. California. No doubt. So that Damn. that radiation does a lot of mail order. I see a lot of yeah. You know, actually, they actually have a bunch of stuff I want. They have a, a crazy inventory. It looked like. Oh, dude! It, here's the thing. It's a it's a small shop, but it's filled to the brim with like eighty percent punk, maybe another ten percent metal, and another ten percent new wave, and that's it. Hmm. These hmm. guys. These guys are super purists. They don't do record store day. I've gotten some amazing uh, vintage gems from them. Like I got a mm. first, I got a first press of uh, fresh fruit for rotting vegetables, the orange cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also uh, the most recent find was um, I found a first pressing of Fugazi's um, oh god, it's a gray one end hits from 1998. Like there are these three or four bins of just amazing amazing um vintage stuff i mean they have misfit stuff that's signed they have uh there's a there's an out of step ep by um uh 12 inch by by minor threat they want 500 bucks for it but it's there you know like Mm. it's 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 some um, there's some amazing stuff uh in that in that place Mm. well listen when we when neil and i come out there next time for his work (laughs) well you're you're (laughs) staying you're staying with me at the at the uh at the marriott you and I can go shop while while Neil slaves away. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Neil, can you get to double queens? Us sharing a king might be awkward. <laughs> yeah, I'll get to I'll get I'll get a double queen next time, sure. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. So so <laughs> it's so it's funny, man. So looking at you know, it's, last year was obviously, man, a, a kind of a crappy year. Not even kind of a crappy year. It was a it was a terrible year. I mean, everything as life as we knew it kind of ground to a halt. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was really no shows at all. Neil and I went to see Pegboy at a parking lot in Chicago, which was cool, but also but not it really wasn't. I ever yeah. want to go see a show again. <laughs> um, so have you been to a show yet, Ricky, since stuff's kind of come back? Because California is actually ahead of Michigan as far as getting the shows back, as far as I can tell. You know, I, I haven't. Um, it's been, I mean, things were kind were pretty, I mean, at least in L.A. County where I am, it was pretty rough. Um, there were no shows at all. Like the, I, I was constantly getting emails from like the Troubadour and other venues, like saying, basically doing the whole save our venues thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, so, crab, right? so, yeah. So I think shows have been slowly coming back further South from me, like in Orange County. Yep. Um, yeah. It's like, you know, I haven't seen there with shows, right? Yeah. The doll yeah, was. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I have not, the last show I was at was, uh, I saw the drowns and, um, What's it called? Uh, Johnny Madcap and the Distractions uh, in Pomona. And that was like early February 2020. Mm. Well, I it was a great the, show, but like I sus- that, that was it. I suspect the drowns will come up in this conversation later. But so, so the funny thing is, so you haven't. So Neil has neither. I, I have, man, I've seen a couple like bar bands, but that's about it myself. So um, it's funny. So as bad as 2020 was, it seemed like there was a lot of good music last year and there's been a lot of good music this year, but so we're almost halfway through the year. We're, mm-hmm. we're not, it's 2021 is not as good as 2020 so far. Right. Am I wrong about that? What's your thoughts on that? Ricky? Um, I, I, you know, there have been, I mean, there have been some 
I mean, there have been some fantastic reissues, but in terms of like new music, not really. Like I wasn't all into the new, like the No Effects record and some other stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, that this is what ha- I mean. This this tends to happen. Like you know, we if you if I can get like ten albums in the first half of the year for my end of the year list, that's great. Um, I have a few, but I, I think there's still some down the line that I'm really looking forward to. Um, but there's still, and, but I think the problem has been like, there just hasn't been as much output as I would have liked for new stuff. Um, and so like, I, I think, you know, we're gonna be talking about our favorite stuff. I only have like five actual proper new LPs that I've really been into. Uh, Everything Mm. else that I've gotten have either been EPs or, um, or like, like I said, again, there've been some amazing, amazing reissues. Like, uh, the Lawrence Arms Oh Calcutta was a really nice, uh, came on really nice yellow vinyl. Uh, yeah, that's then, not where I expected him to go with that, Daniel. Well, wait a minute. And, 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 and also, well, sorry, but also like um, uh, a Wilhelm Scream, uh, they're doing reissues of three albums on vinyl that are impossible to find with um, Creator Destructor. And that was major. That's been hmm. something a lot of people have been waiting for. Um, now, I mean, down the road, though, I think that we have this this year can definitely redeem itself especially just with the stuff that i have on pre-order that i haven't gotten yet um uh but there are gems out there and i think we're going to go through a, lot, a bunch of them today absolutely what, what do you think yeah. Neil? you you get that what, what's your impression this year compared to last year yeah i really i i really had to struggle actually to get ready for the show you know coming up with uh, coming up with tracks so we should have only done top albums. three um, well, no, it's fine. I mean, because I've got songs, but I had to go to EPs and seven inches, just like just like Ricky did. I think. Um, yeah. You know, I couldn't I couldn't fill it with album tracks because I mean, I do have. There's been some good albums have come out, but not as many as last year. I would say at this time, uh, because because mm. we already had our album of the year by this time last year. The Drowns came out in like well, February I think I might, or something, I think I might right? Already this year too. But oh, I know, right. I know where you're going with that, my friend. So but, yeah, okay, we'll see. I'll tell you what. Yeah, let's get so started. Let's... So yeah, so let's let Ricky go. Why don't, okay, so we're gonna we're each gonna do our top five LPs of the year, and then we're going to. So why don't we do like Ricky? Why don't you do five, four, three, and then play a song, whatever song you want to play first. We got a bunch of songs. If we keep yakking like the way we are, this is gonna be like a three hour, not a three hour <laughs> marathon. So, so Ricky, why don't you do like five, four, three, and then play a song for us and tell us about your yeah, tell us about five, four, three for you on your on your list. All right. Well, I mean, so because, again, low, there's been low output so far this year. Um, and that doesn't mean that this that, ne- you know, the next half of the year won't will be as as um, sure as, as empty. But fall uh, tends to be real loaded anyway, usually. Yeah. And, and there's gonna be some good stuff that come that's going to be out this summer. But I mean, for five right now um, and I won't be playing a song off these two, the first two I'm going to name. Um, but Useless ID came out with a really good comp called, um, uh, I, I think it's called the same use. Sorry, I'm I'm totally blanking on what it's called. I'm so sorry. Hang on a second. Um, so it's it's like oh, a comp well, of singles or what? What is it's, it? It's a comp of like their. It's like a best of comp. It's called Most Useless Songs. They have a couple of okay. new songs on there. Um, if you're into like the melodic hardcore Fat Rick stuff, um, I highly recommend them. Uh, their last album, State Is Burning, is was super underrated in 2016. Um, even I didn't. I, I came to it late. Um, and then number. Four, now these guys, we, those guys, they, they're Jewish or they're Israelis or they're, I mean, are they from Israel? Yeah, they're they're um, they're in 
yeah, they're from Israel. They're in Tel Aviv. Uh, there's, okay. there's, there's kind of like this cool Pretty growing. Pretty rare, right? Pretty uncommon for a punk band at this point. I mean, it seems like there, there's a, a, that scene is starting to grow a bit. There's useless ID. There's not on tour. There's kids insane, and then mm. there's a, a use, then there's a useless ID like offshoot called um, Tabernacle, and they only th that's the only band of the ones that I've named that that sing in Hebrew, but they're really good. Um, what would uh, they actually so, sing in Hebrew? Be like, it's so like studying for your bar mitzvah. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jesus. yeah. Well, I, I mean, it's it's the stuff is still really good if you like that kind of uh, if you like that kind of sound. Uh, hmm. The next one, and um, I, I, maybe this won't sit well with the listeners. I don't know. Uh, he's, he's hit or miss for me, but I gotta tell you, Jeff Rosenstock's. Um, uh, God, why am I blinking on the name of this one now? Um, that's Golden Scar. See, that's why I write him. That's why I write him down, Ricky, because my old addled brain like won't won't work on the spot. Uh, hang on a second. So Scott, it's called Scott Dream, and I, you know, he's always been. Um, you know, I've always been hit or miss with him. Uh, but this I actually really enjoyed. Um, I th and mm. at the same time, like his project with Chris Farron called Antarctica Vespucci is phenomenal. Um, but this this is a really cool little ska album, and it's it's really fun. It kind of goes through like every sort of facet of, of ska there can be, and it's uh, it's a pretty creative record. So am I going to three? So it's funny. Yeah, I go to three, but it's funny because I think that that Rosenstock is definitely a generational thing because mm -hmm. for me, it's always a miss. I just oh. never, I just cannot get into him at all. And he's one of those guys where I, I, I like, I don't dislike him. I think he's a, seems like a, like a genuinely good dude, but it's just, man, his music doesn't. Okay. I'm going to plead ignorance. Why should I even know who that is? So Jeff Rosenstock was in a band, uh, was in a band, a ska band, I believe called Arrogant Sons of Bastards. They were in the late nineties. They are, have didn't, a bit of, didn't he have another better known band? Yeah. Than that? Well, yeah. There's going to be, then he was in, he was the lead in, uh, bomb the music industry and bomb they the really, really made waves. Um, especially like in the punk news scene, uh, in their early days, um, for uh, and and then they eventually, I guess, broke up. I think one of the members moved to Australia. Then he had like he signed with he did some solo stuff and signed with Side One Dummy, and like that's when he really blew up. Uh, he was in with like those like eight, remember like that era of, of Side One Dummy with like AJ Andrew Jackson, Jihad, AJJ, and Pop, and those bands like all the bands that Neil and I don't like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they 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 were kind of, he was in that kind of. All right. Era Thanks. Side one. Thanks for explaining that to me, because yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I see I see well, his I, name a lot, and I don't have any kind of frame of reference for why I should know I mean, who he's that is. Like that like fest crowd, right? I mean, oh, he's, yeah. he's, that explains he's it. Yeah. Popular perfect. In that. Yeah. Perfect. And also, you know, when I go to like when I went to like AJJ shows or um, even like you know even uh, his shows, like kids even younger than me were just flipping out that he was there. Like mm. they and, or they were they're wearing his shirts even. Um, at shows and like he's he's he has a pretty good um he has a fairly sizable audience at least in our realm mm. uh and then i guess number three i'll put um and i will be playing a song from this is the dirty nils album fuck art um mm. it, it's they've really kind of gone in an interesting direction from where they started with um higher power higher power is much more of a hardcore record than master volume their second record which was really really good uh was more of a um like a just a in-your-face punk album uh with uh, you know so a little bit of um some slower songs as well this one's like it seems like they stuck to punk but also like branched out and listened to and got influenced by a bunch of like 
you know, metal, you know, regular rock and just kind of put it all together with their sound. Um, overall, I really liked it. They had some great singles that came out, um, but it's much more, it has much more of a like, not like pop punk thing, uh, essence to it, but it's, it just has more of a pop element to it a, a bit. I think they're also trying to branch out for um, more of an audience with this one. Um, but I, I really, I've really enjoyed it so far. Do you want to, hmm. uh, do you want to introduce a song from it? Which song do you want to play? Am I playing three songs or am I playing just, or how We're many songs four. am I playing? We're playing four. four. songs total. Yeah. We're playing four at least. Oh, okay. So, um, so you're just going to play some by Dirty Nil, I believe, because none of the other ones were yeah. from your list. So Yeah, so um, I will be playing uh, the song Possession by the Dirty Nil off their album, Fuck Art. Here it is.
So there you go. That was Possession by the Dirty Nil so off their 2021 you, album. Did you ever listen to the Dirty Nil, Neil? Um, you know what? I after I spoke to Ricky a while ago, and I said, what should I listen to that's good this year? And he hmm. actually said this album, and I did listen to it, and I thought it was super mainstream, to be fair. Um, mm. It wasn't bad. It was just it wasn't what I was expecting so, at all. So you should listen to their earlier stuff. So it's first. it's funny, right? So you know, we of course Ricky and I both podcasted for years with Adam White, and Adam really is a shameless promoter of all things Canadian. And I don't mean that as an insult at all. I mean he was very good at promoting his Canadian bands. He was from Ontario, you know, and he many bands over the years he championed, but this is one of the few that I actually really got into. And and I got to tell you that higher I love that higher power album. I mean, it was like in my top twenty, maybe top ten that year. I really enjoyed it, but for some reason, I never listened to anything beyond that. Is there something wrong with me, Neil? Am I broken? Really? Well, well, we know there's something I, wrong I, with you. I, I think you'll. I, I'm surprised you didn't check out Master Volume. There's some. I, I just really... never got to it. You know how it is, man. Especially when you're yeah. still reviewing and stuff. You just like you only have so much time. And uh, but man, I I, yeah, I really love that that. Uh, higher power so maybe i should check it out for those listening if you're if you if you haven't like gotten into them yet i really would this is one of those bands where i would pretty i would recommend that you start with their first album higher power then master volume and then come to fuck art because if you don't get if you don't have the context from the other albums you it may this fuck art may not like fully uh Mm. sit sit well interesting Um, but i i still really liked it but i mean Mm. neil asked me about like what came out this year and I didn't have a lot, but um, yeah. obviously, but uh, that's how I would start. Because Master Volume is fantastic, and so is Master, uh, and so is uh, Higher Power. I'll actually be very interested to see where that falls at the end of the year to see if it's still in your top five or even your top ten. That'll be an oh. interesting, interesting yeah. call. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So you, you next or my next, Neil? Um, whichever you like, my friend. It's up to you. I'll tell you what. Go ahead. Go ahead. Neil never needs any context for his choices. <laughs> okay. Um, at number five. I've got. I've got an album. It seems like we've been talking about this forever, and it's funny that it just came out in in twenty twenty one. So um, this would be uh, Kings of Oxnard, right? Stalag thirteen. Mm, um, yes. with their. Uh, second, well, I, I guess it's. Would you count it the second album? I guess you would. Um, it kind of. I mean, yeah. it's really. It's it's very short, but it's really their only true LP, honestly. Yeah, because I mean, Cause the original LP was, was like nine songs or something. Yeah, yeah, it was more like an EP, wasn't it? And there's a lot of a lot of songs from that first EP are on this one. It's it's called Fill in the Silence, right? I think is the. Yep. Is that right? Yeah. Um, so, I, th- I mean, we interviewed the singer, it seems like months ago now. Um, yep. So, like I say, it seems like we've been talking about this album for ages, but, uh, you know, it's straight ahead. If you got to go down a rabbit hole, Oxnard rabbit hole is not a bad one to go down. That's very true. Um, you know, and it is. Not that many bands, but they were a lot of cool, the cool little bands. Yeah. So how, how far are you from that? That like How, how far are you from, from Oxnard, California, Ricky? Um, isn't, I think that's north of me. Uh, that's so like a couple that, hours. Uh, probably one or two. Let me see here. Um, I have my Oxnard, California. Um, oh, that's oh, that's actually not far. Not it's actually not far at all. I've gone further for shows. Um, an hour, mm. an hour and change. Mm. It's north of me. Okay. Yeah, and that was that was yeah. the one that was the one they were actually playing while I watched it was in Cali, but I I just couldn't make it that night because it was hanging with people from work. So, um, but anyway, yeah, that makes it to my number five. And the vinyl came out late for for I guess pressing reasons or whatever, right? So it was out 
it was out on CD and it was out um, digitally like way before the vinyl came out. You know, the vinyl only probably came out like two months ago or something. So anyway, that's number five. Um, at number four, Tom, I know you, you're going to have this high on your list, is uh, Antagonizers ATL with their album Kings. Um, pretty much straight ahead Oi album, right? Um, I'd never heard of them before until you told me about them. They're on Pirates Press. And it's, a, it's just a great Oi album. Songs are really well done. It's kind of, I wouldn't say similar to The Drowns last year, but it's it's got a kind of similar kind of vibe, right? And uh, yeah, I really like it. It's really good. Yep. You know, oh, I guess you'll save your comments on... on... Well, no, no, I, listen, I 100% agree. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't call it an Oi album. I don't know that style-wise I'd agree with that assessment. What, but, street punk? But what, what would you call it? I mean, it's definitely got that street punk kind of vibe but it's it's got a little different sound to it it's almost got like a wall of sound kind of thing going on it almost reminds me and and this is a well forget it. i, I will keep I'll, I'll i'll talk about it a little more when it comes around to my turn but go well, ahead go ahead a, on number well, three well, well it's interesting that you say that just Great real, album. just real quick because actually the one the one problem i did find with it was the production i don't think the production's good at Ooh, all so interesting i think yeah. the production's almost flawless mm. uh well that's the thing it is that wall of sound it was just a big mush as far as i was concerned i couldn't mm. hear the lead. i couldn't hear the lead guitar i could you sounded like john then um i couldn't hear the lead guitar i couldn't i i, I don't know it just all mushed together except for the bass the bass was the only thing that stood out to me so um anyway that's number four i guess no. that's because you have too good of a turntable on my system it sounds awesome <laughs> And I guess right. it, and I guess it could be the vinyl, you know, whatever. Um, all right, number three, I have. Okay, this is a band I wasn't even aware of until like two months ago, and I'm betting neither of you two guys have heard of them. Um, this is a band from uh, Tom's home country. Uh, this is a band from the Netherlands, from Holland. And... I was going to say my home country. I, I, I'm from the U.S., man. I've, I've been here my whole life. <laughs> well, yeah, but you're from you're from the, the Netherlands my, my originally, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I um, mean, like you know. Three generations after the Mayflower, but yeah. <laughs> so, so this band's called the Shivies. S H I V V I. Okay, I've heard of I've heard of them, but it might have been you mentioned them, but I haven't heard them. Yeah, and the first album just came out like a month or two ago. Um, Ramones Core, Total All the Way. So, I mean, hmm. you'll remember last year I had the Sewer Rats high on my list, who a German yep. band doing Perfect Ramones Core, and the Shivies are a Dutch band doing Perfect Ramones Core. And the funny hmm. thing about it is, you wouldn't be able to tell, like a lot of those bands, you would not be able to tell that they're not from this country, because their English is flawless, you know? And I guess when you do a Ramones Core, it's not like the, intri- uh, the lyrics are super intricate or anything, but still, they do it very, very well. So... I am going to play a, uh, a song from that, and the album is self-titled. It's just called The Shivies. Uh, and so I am going to play the song called Chemicals. So this is Chemicals by The Shivies. What the
you go. That was Chemicals by the Shivies. Um, yeah, I really, really like that album. It was one of those ones where you, it, it's short. You know, it's probably only about 20 minutes start to finish, like 12, 13 songs or something. And it's just uh, it's just excellent. It's just a fun, fun, fun album. So, so that's that's my top three, Tom. Over to you. Mm. Bottom three. I mean, bottom three. Bottom three, yeah, sorry. Five, four, three. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, it's funny because it's, it is, there's so much delay nowadays sometimes in the, in the pressing. So literally, like, something come out digitally, you know, we, we were talking about this before we started kind of, something come out digitally in 2020, but it didn't get a proper release till 2021 or maybe, it, you know, a record will get a, won't get a USA pressing until the following year. So I, I, I'm the one at the, the one at the bottom of my list here of my, of my number five is actually came out in Britain last year, but just came out in the U S this year. And we actually had the guitar player slash singer on his name is Ed shred old, friend, old skating, yep. old skating buddy of Neil's. Yep. Play yep. with the UK hardcore band stupids in the eighties. That was a great episode. Um, by the, the way, go back and listen to it. People, if you haven't listened to it, that was a great episode. Ed was a great guest. Yeah, fantastic. So the name of the band is Dealing with Damage. Yeah, so the, the album is Dealing with Damage. It's actually getting a USA. It got a USA release on Rad Girlfriend, like this spring. Um, it's called. I think it's called Ask the Question. What the album is called now? Yeah. Ask Ask more questions. The album. Is ask called. more questions. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Yep. Man, I'm as bad as Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So ask more questions. So I, I I'm really digging this record. It's definitely like a post punk. You know, some of the songs might remind you of kind of like a Buzzcocks, and there's one song that's just like almost like Frank Turner. It's really kind of diverse musically. A lot of uh, reminds me a lot of um, oh, what's that Boston band Neil with the Academy Fight song, and that's when I reach my revolver. What's that? What's that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh shit. Uh, the Boston oh, band. Why can't I think of it? Uh, yeah, that's. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, to me, it sounds like... Um, like a post-punk kind of thing, right? Yeah, I mean, they've got... They, they were really good friends with... Uh, Ed was really Mission good friends. Burma. With a lot of... Mission, yeah, Mission of Burma. Burma. Thank yeah. you, Rick. I mean, yeah. it makes me insane that I can't yeah. think of that. But, but like, Ed, Ed was... when I reach my revolver. Ed was really good friends with the guys in the DC scene. Um, like some of those early, early, early emo before it was emo, right? Like mm-hmm. Rites of Spring and Embrace. And that's the kind of sound yeah, I think I some say, of the songs yeah, have got. Yeah, definitely more of that. Yeah, definitely more that sound than like a minor threat sound. Yep. But anyway, sure. it's a great album. It's really grown on me. I uh, haven't picked up the wax yet, but I need to. So that's number five. Number four, I have the new Raging Nathan's album, which is called "Waste My Heart," which is, man, it's it's quite different than Oppositional Defiance from last year. Yeah. I think it's good, but it's definitely more slick. I mean, I, I hope this is just kind of like a one-off thing because I actually preferred the rawness of oppositional defiance but nevertheless some great songs on this i think it's a really good album i'm sure when the end of the year comes around it'll still be in my towards the top of the list you know i, I wanted to talk about that did one you a listen, little bit go, go ahead did you go listen ahead. to this did you listen to the seven inch that came with it no i actually haven't got the vinyl yet is that the bring me the head of betsy devos no it's um it's they if you ordered if you pre-ordered the album like if you were one of the very first like 150 pre-orders mm. um you got a, a split seven inch with them and the a band called the voice of god i think out of like ohio and mm. it's much more on the oppositional defiance side of stuff mm. um they, they put some great songs on their splits yeah so some i rage, don't know if, like ragers on their on the like uh, that's harder edge songs i think yeah i mean it's uh, i mean this waste my heart was like i thought it was going to be like a kind of like sappy pop uh pop pop punk which you know a, a good amount of it is but also like 
Um, there's some like really, you know, kind of dark sounding songs too. I, I didn't, yeah. I didn't expect this, but like in a, in a sort of a different way than oppositional defiance. Oppositional defiance was just straight up angry, which is, yeah. and it was really, really good. Well, this is, this is more pop punk than anything they've ever done. I think yeah. more straight up, but yeah, you're right. There's some darker stuff. It's weird, right? Cause it's the poppiest thing they've done. It's got like a heavy metal well, cover. Okay. Yeah. Let me talk about that because that really bugs right, me. Okay. That that really bugs me. So a, the, uh, yeah, just like you two, you two have just said, the album is strange because oppositional defiance was, yes, they sounded angry and it was a punk rock album. This almost sounds like it was written by a different band. Because, I mean, it gives me more of a, like a Lawrence Arms flatliners kind of feel. Most of the songs uh, do. No, it's not that. Nah, no, well. it is. It is. No, I think you're looking at it with, with, uh, with biased eyes John there. It, it totally is. Um, except for well, one listen, song. Listen, man, we, we'll have Josh back on. You can yell at him. No, that, no I'm, I'm not, I'm I'm not saying the songs are bad. Dude, I'm not saying the songs are bad. It's just not what I expected. There's only one mm-hmm. song that I expected on there, and that's the last, next to last song, Shadow of Youth. Because that sounds yeah, like that an angry great. punk rock song. But, but even but but even the well, waste my heart's a good song too. It's a pretty angry song. I mean, it's it's it? it's the production. I see. I see. It was produced by Luke McNeil from the Copyrights, right over there by you somewhere in Chicago area. Yeah, and it's definitely got more of a pop sheen to it, no question. But it, it the, the real question to me because I think it's fine for a band to do that. But is this like the new direction, or is this just kind of a one off? Yeah, but also talking about the cover, the cover just makes no sense. At I love all. the cover. No, oh, you're I, right. It doesn't. It's, it doesn't matter. It's horrendous, man. It, it, I mean, it. It's me when well, I. You don't saw, like it. No, yeah, when I, I like saw it. that, what when I saw that, I'd be expect, I'd be expecting like a black metal band or something. It does mm. not go with the content of the album at all. Yeah, I know it's funny. I, Ricky, it's what funny do you think? The last album too. He talked with us about how he struggled with like. I mean, the last album had a like a picture of a tiger attacking a man or something, right? Yeah, I think they need. I think they need some help with their graphic design. <laughs> Maybe they just like to uh, steal from eminent domain photos or something. I don't know. We'll ask him about it. I'm sure. Yeah. I assume at some point before the year's over, we'll talk to Josh again. I mean, this looks He's like a the cover from like a World War II book. Is what this is what this with the Nazi uh, skull and you know a but, you collapsed know, building and shit. You know, like I said, knowing Josh a little bit, I'm sure he. You know, he, I bet you he'll explain it to me. He'd be like, ah, you know, he seems to think this stuff through more than you might think. Yeah, so, I, I, I wasn't. The, the it didn't. I mean, I think it's a cool album. I don't know. I, I didn't really. I, I didn't. I, I think there is a small disconnect, or, or maybe I'm missing something when it comes to the actual, you know, the connection between the album art and the songs. Um, because it's a pretty brutal. It's even. I'd say. I'd argue this is a more of a brutal uh, album cover than Oppositional Defiance. Yeah, for sure. I so, so I expected a really hard album, right? You expected a really yeah, hard so, album when you put uh, it on. But it was also called Waste My Heart, so they kind of the title doesn't have that hard edge, right? No, and and I I I I want to hear what this. What I, I it's not that like I'm I'm not like angry or like challenging them. I'm just genuinely curious, like what made them choose this. Hmm. Well, listen, man, we'll get it out of him. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, so that was number four. So number three, I'm actually going to change. I'm going to mix it up a little bit here. Number three is a band that probably very few people in the world know about or care about, but I really like. They're from Detroit. They're called Bad Assets. Uh, kind of a traditional punk oi band. Just one of those bands that I love to go see and drink beer and get sweated on by strangers and stuff. Just just a great, great band. <laughs> you COVID bastard. I haven't, you. Been able to see them. I haven't been able to see them for a while, but they put out a new album this year. It's called ghosts of old detroit and uh they are not one of those digital footprint type bands though so it's actually really difficult to play any other stuff they're not really on youtube or anything 
I have been bugging the singer to come on, and I will try to do that again because I think he's got a real interesting story. Of course, I've been burned by that interesting story crowd before, Daniel. <laughs> uh, so not naming any names, sure. Yeah, exactly. But I, I want to. But I would like to um, play some of his stuff. I actually have a download code that came with the record, so I eventually will send it to Neil, and we'll play some stuff. But I'm not going to play it today. I'm actually going to play a Raging Nathan song. I want to play. Let's play the title track from the new album. I think this is a great song it's called uh waste my heart raging nathan's my heart by the raging nathans yeah good song but just not I what, a, just I not what a, i expected I, well it's funny i had a i had a josh reached because i reviewed it uh, and josh reached out to me and said thanks man i think you really got it which i thought was nice but i got a let me see if i can find it real quick and i won't give names but you know people who do reviews and write for publications tend to be friends like i have other friends in that in the industry that write for different places maximum rock and roll and you know uh Razor cake and something else, other ones like that. But, but let me see if I can find it because someone reached out to me and said, um, "Your review of the Raging Nathans was so fucking well written." That's what that's what this person said to me. So, anyway. oh, there you go, man. Good for you. <laughs> Wait, well, you saw my comment. You know, I mean, I think you nailed it with that one line towards the end. 
I, I don't uh, remember what that was, but I'm sure you're right. <laughs> yeah, I, I have the, I have it right here. You said the truth is, waste my heart isn't better or worse as much as it is as it's just different. And yeah. I said, and I said in my comment, that's dead on. That's exactly what this is. And I really enjoyed this record. I just spun it this week. Hmm. I had to get it, but I didn't pre-order it, so now I'm gonna have to get Basic Black. Oh well. Ooh. I can live with that. <laughs> I'm not a color snob. All right, Ricky, give yeah. us. Give us your two and one on the LPs list. Two and one. Okay, so I mean, two. We've do, we've gone through it. Raging Nathan's waste my heart. Um, mm. uh, I I. It's funny because you know when this band sort of came on the scene, I actually reviewed their very first record, the one with the two people on the roller coaster, mm. and I gave it losing like, it. Yeah, yeah, losing it. I didn't particularly love it, and but over time. You know, between your reviews and just checking out what Rad Girlfriend has been putting out, um, aside from the Raging Nathans, I've really come to like them. And opposition even even that first record, did you go back and revisit the record because it's pretty decent? Um, no, I, I but I've been tempted to. I probably will. Um, I, I want, yeah, I definitely want to check that out. I, uh, I found a I found a beautiful red copy of it at, at Record Breakers in, in Chicago. Chicago. Yep. Yeah. for five bucks. That's pretty good. These I, are uh, why we these are why we dig through piles, right? Yeah, because sometimes you get really lucky. Yeah. Um, so, so uh, yeah, I've really come to to just warm up to this band and this and this label over the years. So, uh, and they're doing really cool things. Um, yes. Number. So that was two. Then number one, and uh, I I kind of called this. I I knew that this was going to be a really good record. Uh, so number one for me so far is um, Neighborhood Brats' Confines of Life. Mm. Um, that record came out on Dirt Cult and Green Noise Records, at least here in the States. Um, this band, I I sort of found when they announced um, their second album in 2018 called Claw Marks. And then I saw them open for Nightbirds uh, the year, a year later. And wow, like this band is really, really good. They got kind of, they can do like hardcore really well. They can do, and you can, they can also do like really good melodic stuff. Uh, that's like really creative melodic stuff and they kind of have that even especially in confines of life they have sort of that like surf guitar tone thrown in there sort of like um what you get from some nightbirds records yep nightbirds um and uh but damn this is one fierce record um it is it's good back to front it's one of my reviews that i did for punk world views i i gave it an eight out of ten um and uh the whole female female fronted band california band right correct and um they have just been killing it uh this and this is a band that's been severely underrated for too long their first album recovery it's it's good but you can tell they're still getting like trying to get their footing they've also had a lot of um uh i believe they've had a lot of uh uh lineup changes it's only like the guitarist and the lead singer have, have been the two constant members um, and then, but Clawmorks like blew me away when I was uh, in 2018, and that made it like my, in my top 10 of that year. And then um, after seeing them open for Nightbirds and later on Subhumans, uh, like this band's quickly becoming one of my my uh, you know contemporary favorites. Um, and Confines of Life is like um, just stellar, like really really good. Um, and uh, I sent and and. 
I, I've sent it to a few people, but I sent it to Neil as well, and it seems like Neil seems to at least somewhat agree with me. I definitely 100% agree with you. I'll be I talking need, about all that when I, I get to, to my... This. I will listen yeah. to this before the year is over. I will give yeah. this a fair shake. I like what I've heard. So uh, why don't you play a song from it, my friend? All right, so I'm going to do, I think, one of the more hardcore songs um, uh, on the record. Again, there's a, bun- there's a, lot, there's a bunch for everyone. Uh, uh, there's a for, on this record like it's really well um there's a lot of varying sounds on there um that kind of encompass their overall sound so uh i'm gonna play the song signs and semantics by neighborhood brats off their new album confines of life here here it is neighborhood brats with uh, signs and semantics off the album so yeah i'm going to talk about that more in a minute too about what i thought of it so um but yeah great great album great song yep why why even wait a minute neil that's true or, or i'm the up we're the british casey Kasem. <laughs> i'm up i'm up i'm up um so yeah so my number two so far would be um actually another another foreign band this would be d cracks from Austria, mm, I Austria, believe, yes. um, with, uh, shoot, what was the album called? The album was called Serious Issues, that's right. Yes. It came out a few months ago. Um, did it did it come out on Pro Rock, or did they just help to distribute it's, it? Pirates Press. Oh, it was Pirates Press, okay, yeah, yeah, because yeah. I, I, I think I heard about They've it. They've on... done the last two records, okay. which is sort of a bizarre turn of events, because they were like a street punk label and now they're putting now they put out lots of different stuff but yeah i mean it's weird right because red scare put out like a street punk album and like you know pirates press put out pop punk i mean it's like what's next dogs and cats <laughs> living together in peace and harmony 
you know, do a Scar album next. Oh, never mind. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, yeah, D-Cracks. So, I mean, it was one of those ones. I saw a lot of people I like, you know, rating it highly. So I'm like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll give it a, I'll give it a go. Um, listen to it on a Saturday morning on a run. And I must have listened to it about eight times since. It's, uh, mm. it's, it's, it's re- just really, really solid. And much like the Neighborhood Brats, um, it's difficult to nail down the sound. And that's what's a beautiful thing about it. It's like every mm. song is a little bit different. And but they're all really good. The songwriting is really high quality. Again, you would not be able to tell that they're not from the states because you know the the lyrics sound great, and um, it's just a really very very solid album. So if yeah if you haven't heard it, um, you should uh, you should you should give it a listen. Uh, you, you ever listen to them, Ricky? Kind of like pop punk, but like a real gruff gruff kind of. Yeah, voice. actually, I believe the same conversation that Neil and I had about Neighborhood Brats. He told me to listen to D Cracks. Um, mm. It was. It, it didn't. It didn't hit me as much as it hit Neil. I think. Um, I, I remember listening to their other album, the one that came out before this when it came out, because I think Pirates Press at the time. Sonic. Me. Sonic Delusions. Yeah. I, I, again, I think they're good. I just. It just didn't hit me the way like the Raging Nathans or Neighborhood Brats mm. have. It, they're good. I just. Mm. I. I think they're okay. Wow. Damned by faint praise. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but my number one, I, uh, thanks to Ricky turning me onto this just about a month ago, I think, uh, my number one album so far of the year is uh, Neighborhood Brats with uh, Confines of Life. Um, were, were you able to get a copy? Uh, I, I pre-ordered copy? it. Yeah, it's, it's, it doesn't look like the vinyl is out yet, so I did pre-order oh. it. So hopefully that will show up pretty soon. All right, um, good, because I know they were, they were, the label is running out of the color one, so you got them just in time. Okay, what's, what's the label? Dirt Cult or and oh, Green Noise. Cult, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just like like Ricky said. I mean, everything he said, I would echo. Um, I think the thing I like about it the most is that you cannot nail down one particular sound. Like yeah. one song, like the first song might have kind of a '77 feel with like you know it might sound like Faye Five singing or something from the Rosillos, and then they do a hardcore song, and then they do like a kind of surfy kind of thing. Um, it's but every song is fantastic. I mean, the songwriting is super high quality all the way through it, and. Um, and you know how I am with that, Tom. I, I can't stand an album that's the same tempo, the same songwriting yeah. structure all the way through. That just really throws yeah. me. So this is uh, this is the opposite of that, and it's just it's just excellent. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I, uh... I like I said, like I said when Ricky mentioned it, I will listen to this. It's on my list. I just, you know, it's funny when I'm at work or whatever, and I I use that evil Spotify, which I know sucks. Don't get me wrong, I'm not defending it, but it's like I still go back to the same bands over and over again. Whenever yeah. I want, I always forget. Like I need to write it down or something. Like write it on my hand. Like neighborhood brats next time you have some time also what was really cool about this album too is and, and the band is not a stranger to this but i um uh they they have like a really cool instrumental in there as well yep they do um and mm. uh i actually and this is one of the so far this is the only review i've done this year but uh you can check out my review of this album at punkworldviews.com um and i go through like a whole i go through in detail like you know what we're talking about right now. Did you say it's the only review you've done this year? Yeah, I mean, I've done I've done two. Um, I'm waiting for uh, the uh, the the site owner to or Denise over there to uh, put up a second one that I've done. But I only do like five or six a year. Hmm. So that was Punk World Views, everybody, not the other. Yeah. So it looks like you could still get the red, black, and white swirl of what of the neighborhood brands. Yeah, uh, Dirt Cult had had a, had that color, and then there's a different color that was even more limited um, uh, at Green Noise. And then I think Taken by Surprise Records out in Europe is putting it out. Hmm. We do have quite a few British listeners, so cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, uh, so I, what do you play? Well, seeing as Ricky's already played um, a Neighborhood Brats song, um, I'm going to play something from uh, D Cracks, who are number two on my list. So mm-hmm. uh, this song is called The Samurai Challenge by D Cracks. the samurai challenge by d cracks i think that's like the second track off the album or something um yeah it's mm. good, good yeah stuff. each the, i would say each side opens with an instrumental like a surfing yep. instrumental um yeah no they're cool I, I i don't i don't want to sound as dispassionate as ricky did about d cracks i like that band i just it, it's never quite made it to love yet hmm. but you know things change things change well, all right. So we'll, well, well, you're up. So, all right. so tell us what so has made your me, list, Mister Tom. It's <laughs> funny. I kind of I mix it around a little bit. I was gonna do Badass at second and, and Stalag thirteen third, but I was saying, oh, I want to play a Stalag song, but I also want to play a song from my number one choice. So I'm actually sort of boxing myself into a corner here. But um, so I, I like the Stalag thirteen record a lot. I like that. I like that type of like old school 80s yeah it's like mid 80s in it mid 80s hardcore yeah. yeah 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 and it sounds the record sounds great and they it's kind of cool because they you know he told us a story when he was on the pod but it's like a lot of old songs that never got properly recorded so a lot of the songs from the new record are from like the early 80s so they kind of have that vibe and there was a couple of new songs but i really like this record i mean unequivocally i mean there's no without any hesitation i just i think this record's really good um some cool color variants on that too if you're a vinyl snob um and my number one is is uh antagonizers atl and it's i gotta say it's not close for me right now if the year ends i have no issues at all with this being my number one album of the year it's 10 tracks it's probably less than a half hour long it's got this sound where it's it should be sort of depressing because it's like talking about all the crap that's going on in the world but it has a celebratory sound and i'm, I'm going to use this comparison and, and you're going to laugh at me or scoff at me but because i really don't care about this artist one way or the other <laughs> but it almost has like it almost has like an andrew wk energy to it to me 
that wall of sound where it's just pound, pound, pound. It's just every song is sing along. Every song is catchy. The words are great. I just, I just love it. I love the album. It, it does kind of remind me the way I felt about the Drowns album last year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I said, if the world ended tomorrow, I'm happy with this being the best album of 2021. I'll have to check this out. Anti antagonizers ATL Kings. It's called. It's it's just it's fantastic. Really. Okay. So what are I you mean, gonna? It's no Jeff Rose. It's no Jeff Rose stock. But I like it. <laughs> No, and just, guys, and, gotta, and, guys got to get hip with the kids. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help yeah, bring I know it, the, I know the average we're, age of, the, of listeners down a little bit. We're nah. unhelpable. I think we're beyond that now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm um, here to, but to, to provide youth. Yeah. Yeah. And you're pushing 30 now, right? Yeah, I'm 29. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So what well, are you going to play, you know, Tom? Listen, you and you and Grandpa both agreed on the number one album of the year so far. <laughs> so. Grandpa, shit. <laughs> All right. So let's play. Let's do a Stalag song, um, and we'll come back around to an Antagonizer song. Okay. Uh, a little bit later. Yeah. Let's do uh, Condition. This is actually was on the classic EP. Um, why can't I think of what the classic EP was called right now, Neil? Uh, I don't know, Tom. Why can't you? And you calling me Grandpa? What's the matter with you? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I have. You mean I mean, in, I've had it in, in control? I think is what you're looking for. In control. For. Yes, yes. I see. I've had it in my collection for hundred years. Yeah. All right. So this this was on in control actually, but they re-recorded it for the new album. So this is Stalag 13 from the Fill in the Silence album, and this is called Conditioned.
Very was conditioned by Stalag 13. Yes. <laughs> Daddy, hello? <laughs> did, I, did I lose yeah. everybody? <laughs> you Is this on? Is this on? <laughs> yeah. Anybody there? Anybody there? All right. So, so what should we discuss now? Should we discuss, how about a handful of favorite uh, EPs maybe so far? You were saying, Ricky, that maybe LP-wise you weren't blown away, but you had a lot of EPs you enjoyed. So why don't you uh, give us a little rundown on what we need to be listening to, what the hip young kids are listening yes. to as far as EPs go. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I mean, I, I, you know, there obviously the Raging Nathan's Voice of God split, if you got it, it's really good. I just listened to that this morning. I'm not even aware of it at all. I, I got to get hip to this, man. Um, I would also encourage you guys um, to, to, I mean, back to the Israeli punk stuff, uh, Kids Insane, kind of a more hardcore band, put out a really good seven inch called um, Who's the Enemy? Um, I would also encourage, uh, and then, but my favorite like seven inch that I've gotten so far is uh, a split with them and not on tour, who I've, I've mentioned on, uh, yes, on my recent... play them last, like at the end of the year last year or something. Or two I think years so. Ago. Yeah. So. Um, that and I'll play a song off that later, but um, it's just a split. There's a uh, there's now a label out in I guess Tel Aviv called uh, Takli Team Holim, and I think it's the, like the useless ID guys are involved in it, and they're starting to just put their own stuff out. Shipping mm. is horrendous, but um, <laughs> but still like uh, they're putting out some good stuff out there. Um, Not on tour is uh, they they are a really they. They would do so well here, and yet I don't know why they haven't been signed to, um, you know, like a Red Scare or a Fat Wreck or what have you. Um, but they would do really well out here. They're, they have like four albums under their belt, um, and all of them are really phenomenal uh, melodic stuff. And the melodies that they have are really, really like advanced. Um, See, I feel like I feel like our friends at Pro Rock might be carrying some of their stuff, Neil. Well, I think with how how close-minded the punk rock scene has become, I don't think Israeli bands are even allowed, are they? Jesus. Oh, is that what you think? You think there's a little bias? Oh, no. I'm sure, I'm, I, I can guarantee there is. I mean, I mean, that's listen, how close-minded everything is. They Listen, they're always playing the bi those big punk festivals in Europe. Um, oh, okay. They're, they're, they, they seem to do all right. Um, out there, I just think here, like they, it's like a no-brainer. When I talk to people about them, uh, like other when I used to talk to... I'd bring them up and some other bands up to... Um, local bands out here and like yeah they do really well everyone agrees that they do really well out here but um so yeah they're a, so not on tour uh and kids insane there's their split seven inches great and then just as like a single um uh which i think i'll play later as well uh clowns put out a digital single called does it matter which just rocks i mean 100 percent it does it's it, fucking fantastic and th there's mm. th this guitar solo at that ends it is just killer i mean these guys and 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 girl to be fair uh just nail it like and i'm praying that they put out a new album because obviously nature nurture rocked that was my number one of i think 2019 yep. this though and i and i got to see them play live too on a they were playing with um mean jeans and uh gen pop from the bomb pops and teenage bottle rocket in 2019 they blew everyone out of the water like this band is not only amazing in the studio live i can 100 percent say was the best performance i'd seen that year i was supposed I, to, I was i was supposed to see them last year and of course fucking covid got in the way of that yeah, but yeah they were I mean, supposed it, to warm up for good riddance and i was only going to go for clowns i had tickets for that one i was only going for clowns so they, they are so good and this single is phenomenal like and i i really really want i'm hoping for another album so i'll be playing that later i should i 
I don't know what. Uh, you should. Order. You know what? You know what? Play it now because we talked it up. And actually, I'm glad you. Did, I'm glad you had it on your list because I was going to put it on my list too. Because yeah, I love I love clowns as well. And you know, Emil and the Sniffers are probably the most well known of the new Australian bands, and they're good. But I think clowns actually are far superior in my opinion. So I think clowns should be the ones getting the push. So yeah, let's play yeah. it. It's called Does It Matter, right? Yes. So oh, well, I will add that Private Function should be on that list of emerging. Australian bands. Okay. Oh yeah, Private Function. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got their album last year. It was very good. Yes, for sure. Yeah. So, so here's the new album. I mean, the new single from Clowns. Uh, uh, this is called "Does It Matter," um, and I think this is also through Fat Wreck. Again, um, this is uh, "Does It Matter" by Clowns.
there, Does It Matter by Clowns. Um, that's just a just a great song, and it's just a little bit off the beaten path, too, like sound-wise and stuff like that. It's yeah. not what you expect, but it's just really, all. really good, and that hook stays in your head, you know, like a... Do you think it's because they're criminals, Neil? It probably is. I mean, I'm sure they... You know, well, they have plenty of time because they're in jail. It's been a long time since we made an Australia... It's been a long time since we made an Australia criminals joke. <laughs> it's true, it's true. Even I actually, I, had, I, it's, I actually it's, had somebody... I actually had somebody that I know who listens to the podcast regularly say, Neil needs to stop making fun of making that joke about Australians being criminals. So I thought I'd bring it back to life. Why do I need to stop that? That's I don't know. know. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's funny because this song is actually about breaking breaking laws. Well, there you go. There See? You go. It's exactly exactly what I said. They just can't stop. Go. They can't stop themselves. Speaking of criminals, what's on your list, Neil? Criminally underrated. <laughs> Damn, that was good, Tom. This is going mainstream. It's going yes. mainstream with this thing. Um, okay, EPs and singles. Very good. This show's all coming together. Um, so, Ricky, from your neck of the woods, mm-hmm. young lady called Kate Clover. You know her. You heard of Kate Clover? I don't think so. Okay. Um, I, I'm pretty sure at some point Kate Clover's going to get a restraining order, <laughs> but we'll see what happens. Oh, well... <laughs> sing singer songwriter i saw her um she has a band too um i saw her warming up at tiger army uh, late in 2019 and uh along with some other band who were crappy but um kate clover blew me away she's got a whole um you know and you don't like to make these kind of comparisons right but i mean she plays guitar she's got like a, a if debbie harry could be crossed with uh, chrissy hind that's because so, she plays guitar but she's like a blonde bombshell kind of thing and that's mm. no disrespect to anybody i'm just saying you know uh she's fantastic and she's also got a really good band and she's got a uh punky new wave kind of sound so um she just released her first ep and it is called um why am i blank oh channel zero i'm sorry channel zero and it probably came out like a month ago so far, it's only digital. Uh, there's been no vinyl release yet, but I'm hoping there will be one soon. So um, I'm actually going to play it in a second. So um, anyway, yeah, Kate Clover, that was a really good EP. All four songs are great. And one of the other ones I, I really liked, um, one of my favorite, actually Canadian bands, uh, like punk rock and roll kind of thing, kind of Dead Boys, kind of you know New York Dolls, are the Black Halos. And they split up for a few years, but they have recently reformed, and they have a single coming out any day called Uncommonwealth. And uh, they have a new album coming out this year, too. So I'm looking forward to that. But uh, yeah, those would probably be probably be my two, as a, as a matter of fact. Along with the hmm. Susie Moon, but we're not going to play Susie Moon because we had her on last show, right? So We literally played every song for yeah. our new EP. Yeah, we did. So <laughs> I don't think we need to play any, I, any of those again. But it's great. Susie Moon's EP is great, so you should buy so it. So what are you, you going to play for us, Neil? Um, I am going to play um, I'm gonna play Kate Clover, seeing as I talked her up so much, so you can see what the fuss is about. So this is uh, Channel Zero by Kate Clover. Across 
There you go. Channel Zero. Kate Clover. Good stuff. Hmm. Yeah. She's from the L.A. area. I know that. Um, hmm. Yeah. So, so look out for her. Up so and coming. The, it's, it's funny. You guys are talking about, you know, Ricky, she was saying, you know, he's more excited about some of the EPs and singles issue than albums. I actually haven't, haven't got a ton of them. So oh, dear. the two that I want That's to mention. That's awkward. <laughs> Well, it's just I don't know why it's weird. I just I just haven't got that many like EPs this year. It's mm-hmm. it's unusual. Um, but number the, I, I gotta say the Susie Moon thing again. Once again, this is somebody who I had no idea who she was like six months ago. You know who Susie Moon is, Ricky? I mean, are you familiar with it? You're younger. Like you're you're like um, the hot topic generation. Were you like a Sinat <laughs> fan? Um, actually, I hadn't heard of her until I saw someone. Re- I don't know, Tom. Did you review it? I, I and did. I listened. To- I listened to two of the singles and they were pretty good. I I hadn't I haven't listened to it all the way through though. So it's only three songs, mate. So Come it's on. a three song it's a three song twelve inch. Uh, it's called Call the Shots. It's got a very provocative cover, but I really think this thing is great. And I swear it's not just because I'm staring at like the cover the whole time I'm listening to just it. Relax. I just think it's I just think it's really good. It's 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 punk and roll, you know, you know what I mean? It's it's and it's funny because she said she was not influenced by Joan Jett at all. And uh, that's who people keep comparing her to. And I'm sure I used that comparison, too, because that's the first thing it kind of brings to mind. But it's really good stuff. Uh, punk rock and roll. Like I said, three song, 12 inch. Uh, all three songs on both sides, which are nice. You don't have to flip this sucker over after one song. Um, but just just great record, man. I'm, I'm loving it. It's so short. It's one of those ones where you like if you put on only put on the A side, you're going to wear like one side of the record out because you're just going to. It's so short. You just push start again when it's done, you know. Uh, so that one, and the other one is another Pirates Press one that's um, the 45 Adapters. Are you familiar with the 45 Adapters, Ricky? They're from New York. Yes. Um, I the, the Pirates Press band, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, exactly. yes. Yep. And yep. They put out a six-song 12-inch, and it is one of the coolest-looking things. It's like a clear, it's typical of like their kind of wacko uh, sort of cool experimentation they do. It's like a clear vinyl with like a skinhead dude in the middle of it and it's great it's six songs all the songs are good well single-sided um that is my other one and a matter of fact i'm gonna i'm trying to think i'm sure i'm forgetting something i'm sure i'm missing something as far as eps go but those are the only two that are really jumping out at me um for this year at least so far i mean i know i've like i've reviewed some great like raging nathan splits and stuff but i think they all actually came out last year yeah so so anyway yeah um so let's play um, a song from that. The name of the that six song EP is called uh, "Now or Never," um, and I want to play a song that's de- dedicated to my friend Ricky because you know the, the, <laughs> the, what my our time at Punk News. The one thing that I find very the, that I really enjoy was the friendship that I had with all these people and and the friendships that Neil and I have had you know <laughs> since we've been doing this silly podcast. Aww. So, Aww, so this song is. Because because if you were involved with the scene for a long time and you had never made a true friend, that would be really sad. I would hate to think that that could happen to anyone. So anyway, this is 45 Adapters Friendship. Nearly every day, fresh up over nearly every day. The brotherhood man. 
Friendship there by the no, 45 Ricky, Adaptives. That was, that was Ricky, beautiful, Tom. Ricky, my oldest son, my oldest son is actually married, believe it or really? not. And I'm like, I mean, I hope I hope you don't have to start calling me granddaddy, granddaddy, Tom. <laughs> At least not. Well, you just well, you called me granddaddy. So what's what's what's, what's the problem? I know, there, but, I was, but I was just making fun of how old you were, Neil. I wasn't saying you were actually a granddaddy. Son of a bitch. You missed the joke. All right. So one more round, fellas. One more round. Next round's on me. So Ricky, what do you know that's coming out this year that you're excited about? What's 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 I mean, the the most exciting record is always the one that hasn't come out yet, right? The one you haven't heard yeah. yet. What's 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 keeping you stiff in 2021? Jesus Christ. <laughs> um well, uh, with that with that in mind, um uh I'm really uh, I, I'm actually kind of stoked on the new Andrew WK album that's coming mm. out. Um but I as of right now, the one that has m- the most my you know, by just like really a lot of curiosity is this new Descendants record. Um, mm, I with, forgot about with, that. Yeah, with, that's like, with uh, you know, I think they're doing it with like the older, like they're including the older members uh, in this one. Uh, and well, I think it was recorded. It was recorded by all the older members. Yeah, just for fun, and then eventually they sent it to Milo, and he laid the vocals on top. So they're calling it like the Lost Descendants album, but it was actually like a bunch of old songs that never got recorded. It's kind of interesting concept. Yeah, so that one I'm really looking forward to. Um, Again, I'm hoping we get something from Clowns. I'm expecting 
Uh, and then there's also a bunch of bands that like have been teasing that they've been um, like in the studio, like Brutal Youth. Um, I think Toy Guitar. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm always crossing my fingers for the new Off album or a new Dead to Me album. Um, also, See, I think I've, Off's. I think now that the Circle Jerks are back, I think Off's done. They had. I, mean, I don't know if they're done for good. When it comes to Keith Morris, never say never. Yeah. But I think Off, as of right now, is asleep. At, at I least. know it, it's that sucks because I really wanted like that that whole like Kickstarter thing to happen. Well, I think anyway, they're, making, they're gonna make some money with the Circle Jerks thing for a while, yeah. and then maybe they'll go back to it. Who knows? I, I'm also really looking for. Um, oh god, what was the other one? Oh, also, I, I, this isn't like a new thing, but you know um, that uh, that Nightbirds uh, comp that came out last year. Uh, what was it called? Volume two. Oh yeah, 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 Cle- uh, yeah. Because they, they did one earlier. Uh, it was. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Fresh Kills Volume Two. Fresh Kills. Yeah, yeah. I'm, you go. I'm hope. I'm hoping. But that's only digital. That was only digital, right? I actually I know, reviewed I'm, that. That was really I'm, good. I know, and I'm hoping for a vinyl release of that. Because um, there was a volume one that was really good too. It had a lot of their surf instrumentals and stuff on it. It's cool stuff. Yeah, and that that got a vinyl release. Um yep. I'm also Grave, Grave Mistake. You can still get it. Grave Mistake's a great company to mail order from. I yeah. use them regularly. I'm trying to think of what else. I mean, I don't think, I, I, and I'm like I've heard like the last gang I think might be in in the studio as well. So I mean, there's stuff on the horizon, but as of right now, like, um, like that Descendants record, I'm really really curious about. And so far, the singles have been quite good. Like that last one, Nightage, is is um really cool. So I haven't um, listened to it yet, Rick. Yeah, better check oh, it out. Oh man, it's so good. Um, and what else? Um. I don't know. Uh, that that's about it so far. Um, but I, I've I've you know who knows what Epitaph has in store, and um, uh, Fat Wreck and all also, my, yeah, also the Linda the Linda Lindas Ricky. That's what Epitaph <laughs> has in store. I'm, I'm also I'm also waiting for um, some some stuff. I, I want to see what Red Scare puts out this year too. I haven't seen too much uh, from them. Yeah, I don't uh, have any. I don't really have much inside info on that or not. I do occasionally. I, I, Toby and I occasionally exchange emails, but I do not know. A teenage, oh, oh. A teenage bottle rocket still on Red Scare, or did they leave? No, no, they went to they went to a fat quite a few years ago. Their last couple have been on fat. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I think the, I think teenage bottle rocket was in the studio. I know the I think the drowns were in the studio. Drowns, too. Oh, yep, for sure. I know. I think I think Rancid is as well. Like, there's stuff coming down the pipe. Um, Social but, distortion, right, Neil? <laughs> yeah, some, some, sometime in the, sometime this century, maybe exactly. we'll see the new social. Always time D. for new social deal. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I'm excited about a lot of stuff, and I think this summer is gonna really kind of make up for what we haven't gotten thus far. Oh, I hope so, mate. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. So, Ricky, what's your what's the last song you want to leave? What's the song you want to leave on people's brains as you go uh, about your, go about your day in beautiful Southern California? Well, real quick, I just want to give a shout out to Decent Criminal. They also put out a really good seven inch um, mm. called the DCEP off um, yep. Sleep the Heart Records. I think that's what they're called. Um, just want to give them a shout out. But what I will play is a song from that Not on Tour Kids Insane split. Um, it's a it's a really cool seven inch, three songs each. Um, I encourage you to listen to both bands, but um, I'm going to play something uh, from the Not on Tour side. Uh, the song is called Desperation Street. And um, yeah, here it is.
You heard it here first. Desperation mm. Street, the new hit by Not On Tour. How was that? Mm. How was that? Was that good? Good. Nailed it. <laughs> Can I get a job on a radio station now? Classic rock. Excellent. Here's another one from the Eagles. <laughs> Time to check into Hotel California. Yes. Okay, Tom, you got me beaten. All right, that's not good. Um, all right. But if, if, I, it, but if I hear Hotel California right now, I'll also punch myself in the side of the head. But anyway, go ahead. I'm, I'm sure that was reissued yesterday for Record Store Day, right? I'm yeah, sure you can. I'm sure you can get that in <laughs> pink double half yep. speed pressing eagle shaped vinyl. Yes. For, for all you socks and sandals crowd waiting in line on record store day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, if you were to ask me what I'm looking forward to this year, Tom, um, I, I, the rest I, of the year, Neil, I would like to know what you're looking forward to. This year. <laughs> Other well, than hiding in the bushes outside of Kate Clover's apartment. <laughs> <laughs> um, number one would be, uh, we do enjoy the occasional stalking joke around here, Ricky. <laughs> yeah, Rick, Ricky went strangely silent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in like a, uh, yeah, again, like I'm in a really weird version of Pee Wee's Playhouse right now. <laughs> well, if you're with any luck by the end of the, the end, with any luck by the end of the episode, you'll be on the FBI's FBI's radar. So, yeah. <laughs> sorry, Neil, go ahead. Um, the number one is going to be uh, Naked Reagan. For sure. I mean, this album has been a long time in the oh, making. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Good now call. this is this has got a release date. Yeah, it does. I've, I mean, I've got the pre, I've got the re, uh, the pre-release already. I, I ordered it already. The model. do you have the digital? So did they send you the digital? No, I mean, no, because they're afraid you'll listen to it and cancel your vinyl. Or... I've, I've heard, but I've heard two of the songs already. Well, one of them they released actually like five years ago when they first started yeah, talking about the new album, and then they released that other one like a month ago. Um, the vi- uh, the video. So I, I, they did sound they did sound good. Yeah. I, I, I could hear. I mean, and hopefully they've been working on it in the studio long enough that they've managed to iron out all the you know all the health issues well, for, for Jeff singing and stuff. So it's been done, right? It's not like they're tinkering with it for ten years. It's not like Chinese democracy or something. <laughs> who it's knows? Just been sitting there. Well, who knows? I mean, with Pierre dying and 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 because uh, it's not a good idea to tinker endlessly. Punk music's not supposed to be like that. It's supposed yeah, to be it's like okay, Pee Wee. Nice, <laughs> Stop tinkering nice with yourself. Day, right? Exactly. <laughs> uh, so that will be number one for sure, um, and and hopefully it lives up to the hype and stuff because it'll suck if it doesn't. That'll be a real disappointment. I wouldn't imagine they would be touring much around this, um, just with Jeff's health. So I would yeah, imagine yeah, if they may play a couple local. I assume they'll play a local yeah, show though. Well, yeah. The, what I was going to say was, so if they do, if they do do that, I would make it out to the show because they you might not get a chance to see him again. That would be my my take on that. Mm-hmm. Um, morbid. Morbid. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, he's, he's, so did you, he has did Parkinson's. You the, so, did you pre-order yeah. this sucker? I did. Yeah, I pre-ordered okay, the, so there was several, the limited. So I actually balked on it because it's very expensive, I thought. Oh, it's wax, so that's which, wax tracks for you, goddammit. Which one did you – which version did you go with? I got this super limited, uh, like, gray marble or whatever. I think which it was 200 about, about it was, 35 bucks. It was – yeah, it was like 35 bucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Guys. So plus shipping, you're looking at 40 bucks. Well, yeah. Wait, Tom. Tom, uh, actually, it's not just Wax Tracks that's putting out the album. It's also Anxious and Angry. Uh, Ryan. Well, Young they're doing versions of, the of it. I saw that yeah. they have a couple variants of it. Yeah. yeah, and those are expensive too. I mean, I like Anxious and Angry. I've ordered from them before. They're good. They're a good little, good little company. But uh, did so, you? Are you a fan of this band? Or are they they not your generation, Ricky? Not really. <laughs> I, I actually saw them. Um, did you? At a, I did too. At a, but... At a at a thing um, at a festival a long time ago, and it, I I I just was completely ignorant, and I had to go back and figure and realize who I had just seen. Mm. Um, actually, speaking of anxious and angry, there another just real quick another seven inch that they're putting out that I'm looking forward to is uh, Riverboat Gamblers are doing like a covers 
seven inch mm. of um called um oh god it's like it's it's Ramones and uh, Motorhead covers, so it's called like Ramotorhead. Huh. Nice. Uh, so uh, that's a seven. Sorry. You can do a lot worse. Yeah. So that's a cool little seven inch to, to keep an eye. I believe Neil, they're playing. Game. They're playing Punk Hard Rolling, I believe, aren't they? Who? Riverboat Gamblers. Oh, they might be. I don't know. They're from Texas, they're right? Cool. Yeah, they're good. Know, sure. They're yeah. a pretty cool band. They're good. Um, All right, sorry, Neil. Go ahead. So what else? Sorry, sorry that Ricky so rudely interrupted. You. He did. Go ahead. Yeah, he did. Sorry, son of a bitch. No, you're all right. Um, I'm trying to get as much as I can in. So there you go. Uh, the drowns. You know we're yeah. not going to talk to you again until December, right? So you got to get yeah. his jab. You know what? Ricky's invited whenever he wants to come on. How's that? Oh, oh thank you. Yeah. There you go. Friend of the show. Um, yeah, the drowns have got a new. Uh, the recording, right? And uh, and if any, if the last album is anything to go by, the next one should be fantastic too. So I'll be looking forward to that if it comes out in twenty twenty one. Like I was saying, the Black Halos from Canada, their album should be out, I think, in the fall. So I'm looking forward to that. And then our friend Zach Buzzkill, the Radio Buzzkills, they have a new album coming out reasonably that's right, soon. That's right. Yeah. So get fired uh, or, is it get fired or get get something? Gets. I don't know. Get laid. I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> Get something. Um, but they'll, yeah, that will be out uh, soon. I think that one's going to be on Pro Rock. So big hate to yep. Kenny and to, and to Pete and the guys of Pro Rock. So, so yeah. There you go. So what, what are you going to play for us, Neil? What um, are you going to leave us with? I might actually, I might actually uh, change it up. Oh, because no. I was going to I was going to play the Black Halos, uh, the track on Commonwealth. But uh, our good friend John Bates from the Born Shitstirers, I know they've got an EP coming out. They do. They have a split coming out. Yeah. Pretty, I think next month, I think in and, July. And I think uh, I know Mike Watt was playing bass on one of the tracks. And I think one of the tracks Joe Queer sings on, I believe. Right. Great. Great title. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to play. I'm going to play the song Sit on My Face Kyoko by the uh, Born Shitstirers. I'm such a sexy bride, horny fucking asshole. Wish I could go one minute without a bit of Go. That was go. the uh, born the name, of that EP, the name of that EP is called what is it? 
overworked, underfucked, or something. Yeah, like overworked, underfucked. Yeah. Yes. And so, uh, yeah, that was our good friend uh, John Bates from Japan that we talked to every Saturday. Yeah. It's true. And John's John's winding down his show that he's been on, and we'll probably we actually we should probably have him on to talk about that in the new EP. If yeah. we can handle it, if we can handle him. Well, you better be able to handle it because we're going on his show on Saturday, I believe. I, I know, believe it, I know it. Yeah. Well, but that's his that's his wacky world. I mean, you know, he's in charge there. In our in our world, true. we're in charge. Yeah. If, but if, you get a guy like if, John, it's hard to stay in charge. If you think ours is Pee Wee's Playhouse, man, you should you should listen to yeah. the fuck punk radio hour or whatever it's called. It's uh, good stuff, that's man. Fucking nutty, yeah. So all right, so cool. Yeah, Born Shitsters was not on my radar until last year, and now all of a sudden they're like. They're like my Led Zeppelin. Yeah, they're everywhere, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Can't get away from them. So what's on so, your list, Tom? What are you looking forward to well, in, uh, I, in 2021? I totally forgot about the Descendants thing, and I probably should pre-order that, but I think all the cool variants are gone already. I think I'm be just black again. That's my problem. I snooze, I lose, you know? Um, but I am looking forward to that Descendants album. Of course, we're going to see them in, in September, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, the Drowns was the big one for me. Um, it's funny because they they were you know we're friends with the guys from the drowns you know Facebook friends with the guys from the drowns so I see them hyping it up so I'm pretty excited about that. It's funny because they keep referring to it as rock and roll, rock and roll, rock and roll. So I'll be interested to see if they're just being coy or if that's if the direction is a little more that way. I mean, you could definitely hear a little bit of like kind of classic rock in their sound overall, but also well, I, street punk and just like that catchy anthemic, almost like Celt punk kind of thing and. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Go ahead, Ricky. Yeah, I was going to say that, the, um, you know, if you listen to their first album, uh, View from the Bottom, it, it's also very, it's also kind of a more just streamlined rock and roll. Mm. So uh, I think um, I think it's a definite possibility that they're, maybe they're underselling themselves, but I wouldn't be surprised if they that maybe go back to so that. That so good. I just don't know why they wouldn't try to build on that. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, I'm I just think, saying it's not, and, and, just, and a lot of people did get wise to that album. I swear, we probably sold 20 copies of that thing, you know, right? Yeah, for sure. Because I mean, most everybody who listened to us, I think, just eventually said, man, this is really good. I mean, I think if you hear it, you'll like it. It's just a matter of getting it in people's faces, you know? Um, the other one I'm looking forward to, and this was kind of off the radar. This was John, actually, John Bates, who we just talked about, actually kind of brought this to my attention, too. The Queers are doing a full cover album. Oh, okay. Um so I'm really curious to hear that too. So they hadn't done any like new material until last year for like 10 years. They had been re-recording some of their old stuff and whatever. And then they did a full new album last year, which was very good. And yeah, they have a, I believe a full like album of covers coming out. So I'm here, you know, I, I'm thinking beach boys and that kind of thing, or I don't know if it's going to be punk stuff or, or what it's going to be, but I'm really, uh, I'm really looking forward to that. And John actually goes over it with Joe kind of like a track by track thing. So, hmm. Um, so, yeah, if you check out Fuck Punk Radio, it's got, like, a preview of it. Now, hopefully, we can get Joe to come on and talk about it, too. Um, but, yeah, that's that's those are kind of my big ones. I don't know of any – like, I don't really have anything else on my radar. It's funny. Usually, like, you know, oh, you know, this is coming out next year. This is coming out next year. I don't know if it's the COVID thing ever got, thing got screwed up or what. But I don't know, really, of anything else uh, on my – I, I, I know Screeching Weasel is going to record a new album. I don't know if we'll see it this year. So I, I, I don't know. I know. Oh, by the way, you guys totally, totally changed my mind on that on uh, some freaks of atavism. I can't it's stop great, listening isn't it? to it. It's great. Can't, I actually pre they put some records up um, on their site about uh, that were like I, I totally missed the pre-orders for like all of the pressings. Then they the orange first press. Ben, then Ben Weasel, I guess, put up uh, some signed copies of like a first pressing of a European version, mm. and I just nabbed it. 
I just had to get it. Like, totally slept on that record, and you guys changed my mind. It's so phenomenal. Excellent, man. I'm glad. See, I'm glad to change change the youth's mind about things. (laughs) (laughs) So I need to play a song, don't I? You do. Yep. And it has. All right. So, go ahead, Neil. I was going to say it's got your number one band, so you better you better play that one. I'm going to play. I'm going to play an Antagonizers ATL song. Now I have played one of their songs before. I played uh, Problems, which had Chris Doherty. From Gangrene on it. I love Gangrene, man. We're going to talk, Neil, our next episode where it's just you and I, we're going to talk about Gangrene. Okay. Not the disease, the band. <laughs> okay. I mean, we can talk about the disease too, I guess, if you want, but definitely the band. Um, spelled different. Um, so uh, this one, man, is this the one that had has Matt Henson from Noise? It's it is. Called Black, it it's is. called Black Clouds. It's from yep. that same album. Another phenomenal song. And it's just, once again, this album, you know, it's like Problems, Black Clouds. What are the other... It's just like all these songs about like facing adversity, but it just seems so like upbeat. Like we're gonna like you know we're gonna beat this bad stuff, you know. And I just I maybe that's why this album just sort of hit me in the sweet spot, like where I needed it to be this year, as the year is sort of only slowly sort of getting back to normal. So yeah, right. this is Antagonizers ATL from their 2021 album Kings, and this is Black Clouds. <laughs>
antagonizes ATL there with uh, with black clouds. And uh, why did they call themselves antagonizers ATL? Do you know? I mean, with was, was there's was, another band called was. Okay, I was gonna say, I was gonna ask that. Yeah, if there was, yeah. if there was, yeah. But it's like there's there's it happens sometimes. Like there's the reducers SF, yeah. SF, yeah, yeah. And there's like another band called Steadfast, like TX or whatever, because they're from Texas. Or I, you know, it happens. Yeah, you start. Well, that's, that's why that, we, That's why you have the English that's why, beat. That's. I mean, the beat with just the beat until they came over here, and then yeah. now over here they're the English beat, right? So. Well, that's why you and I have a full notebook full of band names. Like we could just keep going until we find one that nobody else has. Dude, I came up with a new one just before. I think it was called Co- COVID Bastard. So. There you go. That's our metal band. Ricky plays guitar. Maybe he'd be willing to like. We could send him a tape, and he'd be willing to solo on one of our songs. There <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> How's your guitar playing coming along, Ricky? You ready to do some solos? I, listen, I, it's funny. Back to Screeching Weasel, I learned She Ain't Your Baby like last week. There you go. <laughs> like the riff of the soul. Everything, yeah. Hmm. Now, you, you play guitar, but you never really played in bands, right? I played in bands, but I can never keep them. I couldn't get it. The one thing that, that people in bands don't tell you is how hard it is to get people to commit. So I can never oh, do that. Um, yeah, so I, you know, I've. Especially I, drummers, I, they're the worst. Sorry, drummers. <laughs> I was in a band. That's all we interviewed, Tom. Huh? I, I was it's in a true. band. We talked to our drummers. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I was in a band in college, but like we only just like practiced. We only like did covers and just and just screwed around. But um, uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, you know, I'm not, <laughs> they called themselves also, the Beagles. They were doing Eagles covers. It was it was a lovely band. You know, Ricky's a bit of a deadhead. They might have been doing a little driving my train high in cocaine. Our friend. No, Mark we did we him. did we did where Eagles Dare by the Misfits. We did ah, yeah. Struck by the Dead Kennedys. We did Gorilla Radio yeah. by Rage Against the Machine. Like we did we did some. So like, what well, I was saying, like where Eagles Dare is pretty easy to play. I don't know if Gorilla Radio's. I think it's probably not too hard, but well, you know, here's the thing: we, I had to. It's not that I would have loved to have done more intricate songs. Uh, Grill Radio is difficult for guitar because you have to get the the pedals it's like right. A rhythm. Yeah, but it's like um, the but uh, you know, we did wear Eagles Darren Police Truck for because they were in the right keys for our lead singer. Ah. Uh, so I believe me, I did not enjoy. None of us enjoyed wear Eagles Dare except our. Our lead singer at the time. Oh, it's such a great song though, and that lead singer was Michael Graves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Hey, nobody had nobody had that Jello Biafra album from last year on their best of list, did they? Did anybody I, have to know, listen I, to that? I, oh, I, got, I find got, his, I find that Jello stuff to be such a cliched bore anymore. It just doesn't do anything for you me. Know, here's what happened. I was like genuinely worried about that record when the singles were coming out because I'm like, I don't. This isn't really working for me. Um, and then, uh, I, I, and I pre-ordered the album just out of good faith. Cause I've seen them, that band live too. And they're really, really good. Um, I agree. They're, they're fun. and then I, you know, I get it and I listen to the whole thing and I'm like, okay, this was okay. Like lyrically, I thought it was just like, you know, there, I, I was hoping for some like more nuance. It's very, like very straightforward. He's kind about of become his... a parody of himself, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I think. I, I hate yeah. to say it, but I think Trump has kind of ruined some of these bands because they just got lazy. Like, there was no... It was just like, oh, fuck Trump, he's a fascist. Okay, we get that, but can we do something clever with it? Well, and it's funny because I think, like, no, if, I think Fat Mike in, like, an interview said, like, yeah, we didn't do a Trump song because it was too easy. And I'm not... And it's funny because you mentioned that because I remember being at, a like, a DIY show, like, 2018 or something like that. There were two different bands with two separate songs called fuck trump 
so so edgy, it was, man. It so was edgy. it was so weird. Um, pick someone, pick someone that literally everyone hates, and really take that strong stance against them. You know? and, and 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 so, but back to the Jillaby Offer album, like I, the, the guitar work, the musicianship is really really good, but the lyrics are just like there's no nuance. Like he was right. always really good with like back you know Dead Kennedys days, even early uh, Guantanamo Medicine days, like. He actually had some really good, good, you know, uh, wordsmithing, and it just fell flat here. And he sold the soul I know, of the I devil, know, dude. He sold know, the soul of the devil, getting behind, getting behind big mainstream politicians. <laughs> so uh, John uh, at Punk News, I think he gave it like a nine out of ten. And I'm like, this is like for me. I even commented. I said this is like a seven out of ten because like uh, it just didn't. I and also I don't think that album will age terribly well either. Yeah, um, well, it's funny because it's like Tea Party revenge porn. Tea Party's not even really a thing anymore. It's like he's five years, five to ten years behind or something. <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I have a copy of the silver of the uh, clear pressing. Um, it's fine, um, but it it didn't make my top twenty last year. Yeah, it was it was it. You know, it's funny. It is. They are cool to see live, and I still. I think Jello. I disagree with Jello probably at least fifty percent of the time politically, but I think he's very entertaining. I actually think I'd rather listen to him talk than sing anymore. Well, his and, and also you know if you go see a Guantanamo Medicine show, like they he do a, plenty. they do well that and also they do a ton of Dead Kennedy sh- uh, songs too. See, I think they did a handful when I saw him. I think they did like California Rurales and and a, you know there was a couple, but not as many as you wanted them to definitely. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, but I mean, when I saw them, they did those songs that I know they ended with too drunk to fuck. They did holiday in Cambodia, like uh, kill the poor. Like it was that really. Was, yeah, wow. it was really, really good. So I um, paid well for that show. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't write them off. But, you know, uh, that album which is, was which which, it, you, it enjoy, which do you enjoy more, Ricky, going to see the scab dead Kennedys with a singer you've never heard of playing all the hits are going to see Guantanamo Medicine do grungy versions of a handful of hits and Jello railing about things between songs, which is a better show overall. Oh, I mean, I've seen both. Like, I've seen both. So I think it's close. Like, I think it's just Jello because Jello is just commands mm. so much better. But I mean, East Bay Ray, like seeing him. I would say uh, the correct answer is the county fair version of the Dead Kennedys are more entertaining show. The, well, here's the thing. Like, I. I'm a huge admirer of East Bay Ray's guitar yeah. play. So seeing him live, especially the first time, like up close, was absolutely mind blowing to me. And, um, and it's not just it's not just him, dude. The other guys are great too. DH Player yeah. was great. Uh, who's yeah. the bass player? Uh, Claus uh, Fluoride. Claus Fluoride. Yeah, no, they're great. They're great. Actually, I I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not really trying to be edgy here. I like I'd go see either. Like if either of them came to Grand Rapids, I would go. I would go see them. And Jello yeah. just uh, I just feel like Jello kind of has become a parody of himself i get and, more, and, and, i don't know if you've seen it I, I don't know if you've seen it but the most entertaining thing i've seen jello do over the last few years is when he's interviewed by that canadian dude nardwar and they just talk about they just talk about record collecting for two hours because jello because jello's oh, got a huge a, record collection and that, that, yeah, that and that's really listen, entertaining jello's a you know? passionate jello's a passionate music fan man i mean i like jello i'm not i'm not i don't want to diss jello i really don't because i think he's a real interesting dude but uh you know He's, you know, I actually, the whole Nardwar thing, like, that's like a huge saga that's been taking place over, like, the last couple of decades. Right. Like, you can see a bunch of them from the early days. Uh, in terms of his record collecting, yeah, like, he has a massive collection to the point where I went to, a, like, when I was still living in Northern California, 
they there was they had a Bay Area record fair and Alternative Tentacles was one of the labels there, and they just had a bin that just said from Jello Biafra's collection. And so I just started digging through and found something, and uh, and I still have it. I still have that Ten and John May. So it's it's like I have a piece of his collection, which is pretty which is pretty cool. Yeah, that is fun. No, and yeah. I guess I I I don't I don't I'm not trying to be an edge lord here. I'm really not. Even though part of being punk rock is to kill your idols, right? And Neil and I are officially of the age where we should be somebody's idol, so they should kill us too. So don't take anything we say. <laughs> don't take anything we say go? too seriously. I went in a weird I'm just direction. saying, don't take anything we take too seriously. Kill Tom, seriously. don't kill me. There you go. Kill, 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 kill them all. I got sort them out. All right. Uh, Listen. Ricky, oh, and I forgot an album I'm looking forward to. Of course, the new Morrissey album. I'm looking forward to that. So, ah, you know, yes. Of course I am. <laughs> sorry I had to get that in there. Ricky sorry. hates Morrissey, but he also likes the Grateful Dead, so we all know where his credibility is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's funny. I, I, I'm not a huge Morrissey fan, but I am inclined to sort of defend Morrissey because I really do think he's being edgier than Jello Biafra in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? Thank you very he much. He really is. Agreed. He's, just... he's sort of more controversial. I just don't like him as a human being, I think. And but and also I, I really did try the Smiths in good faith. Um it I just I, I it just it just didn't do anything that for me. Crooning, but I know that crooning I know that style singing is not for everyone. There's there, no question about it. There are people though that I just massively respect and like the just the crazy fandom that that band has still and even Morrissey now, like it's unreal. I couldn't I, I just can't believe it. Yeah. That would be me. Well and it's Yes. It's funny. Well, you know, listen, Ricky, I also have a friend who I really like, and I think he's generally got good taste. Tom. Yeah, SCP fan. So, you know, you just live and let live, right? Yes. <laughs> yes, Neil. We actually lost you for a second there. He was oh, a, he's a He's a huge Watt fan? I ICP. ICP. Oh, okay. Clown Posse. Oh, dear. Those clowns that <laughs> I, th I think you have to defriend him immediately. No, he's a good dude, <laughs> but I'm just saying. It's, it's one of those things. <laughs> live and let live, right, Neil? That's us. We're live and let live. Listen. Ricky, as usual, <laughs> it's been a pleasure talking to you. Yes, guys, thanks again for having me on. Things this always take so a strange turn with us, don't they? I mean, we just never, never, never know where things are going to go. It's part of why I come on here. I just want to see where we land. Just jump off exactly. the cliff. Well, listen, man, put us pencil us in for December, 100%. and we'll see how many of our we'll see how many of our top five from whatever it is now, June the fourteenth or whatever, thirteenth yeah. or whatever it is. How many of them make it to? December the thirteenth, or whenever we we get we able to put our heads together. Hey, actually, guys, I, I wanted to I wanted to ask you real quick, Ricky. Did you actually get the Neighborhood Brats uh, vinyl yet, or is it not shipped yet? No, they. I think they said they sh it should be shipping like in mid June or something like that, okay, according so soon, to their okay. Instagram. We're yeah. getting to mid June, kids. We're getting yeah. to mid June. I, I know all the pressing plants are massively behind. I know they're a little super backed up and stuff like that. I know I've I've heard that. I think vinyl prices are going day. up, kids. Final prices are going up. Oh, they got to, someone's got to press all those uh, Eagles and Wings albums. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> all right. What is it, what's left to be said? Nothing, right? Nothing. Thank you for coming on, Ricky. It was a pleasure Guys, having you always, on. Guys, it is always a pleasure. Thank you so much. I and it's great because I love talking about our top uh, what's been released yep. over the past, you know, 6 months year. So, um, I'm happy to come on in December whenever you want me. Really. It's you bet, man. You bet, man. It's, it's become a tradition. You're kind of like our Alec Baldwin to our Saturday Night Live. <laughs> you have to host like every year. Like every year you have to come on yeah. right, at least once. So I know. I appreciate it. It's going to be a heated competition between you and our buddy Matt Swisher, who can be on the most. So we better reach, we better reach out to Matt, see if he wants to come back on, Neil. Yeah. 
true. Talk about his new business endeavor. So yeah, anyway. that's true. Yeah. So anyway, thanks so much, Ricky. And man, hey, uh, have a wonderful summer. And we'll uh, we'll see you in the. I'm, I'm. I hope you change your mind and come to Punk Rock Rolling and hang out with us. But if not, we will talk to you before Christmas. Sounds good, guys. Thanks yep. again. Thanks, Ricky. All right, All right everybody. So uh, stay free. Keep a little mark in your heart. Say it, Tom. We'll, we'll smell you later. Yep. Smell you later. Bye.